ready to achieve great heights, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Power Your Performance, the podcast where we dive deep with leaders in the gaming world and beyond and learn the techniques they use to power their lives. I am your host, Gary Kleinman. Welcome, Eric Yoon, founder, president, chief guru of eSports TV, or as ESTV.co. Welcome. Hey, Gary. Hey, thanks for inviting. Oh, it's good. Uh, glad to be here. And the uh... so, give me the, the the elevator ride pitch as and and as many floors as you want to use to tell the story of of Eric pre esports and then East ESTV because you know I'm familiar with the ride and the road and the bumps and the obstacles and and everything else and and incredibly proud of you, my friend, of where you are now. But before we get to that, let's go back in time and why in the heck did you do it? I appreciate that. Personally, uh, formerly I was a banker for Merrill Lynch and UBS and a middle market lender for the uh, City National Bank and a first in a state. And I was on a, a media entertainment sector, did a uh, uh, Asian sector for the uh, radio, TV, newspaper, consulting, buy side, sell side. And then got into the uh, broadcast business through the international media distribution, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of a Comcast NBCU. And they wanted to launch a Korean channel to uh, service the, uh, their cable subscriber. So we met, formed a partnership back in 2004, launched the cable broadcast base channel, basic channel in 2005. And so we currently own and operate three, uh, six uh, linear 24-7 channels to our cable. Uh, we broadcast all the way out to Guam, Alaska, Hawaii, mainland U.S. And uh, we have deals with the every cable operator in the U.S. And the uh, second cable channel is to uh, service the Asian American uh, with the uh, Korean content as well as, you know, Korean drama, you know, from the Squid Game, from Netflix, uh, as well as K-pop is doing phenomenal in the uh, mainstream area. So uh, we launched that uh, second channel to service the Korean Asian American in 2000. I think I believe it was 2006, and then I, uh, we launched the uh, TVK Pop uh, on-demand service in 2010. And when we first launched the uh, Korean channel, uh, we had a one to two hours of esports gaming content. Yep. Uh, as you know, the uh, esports gaming was a uh, born out of Korea back in 1980s uh, from StarCraft League, and we knew the uh, area or the uh, space a little better than anybody else. And we were able to uh, secure content deal from Korea. And yeah, we uh, scheduled it about an hour to two hours early morning. And there was a lot of viewers, but the market wasn't ready for it. And the 2017, we saw the uh, major sports franchise were getting into the esports by buying esports team. And I said, hey, I think it's the right timing. So, uh, I put the team together, put the plans together, launched the ESTV, now the world's uh, leading 24-7 eSports gaming channel, uh, on May 23rd of 2019. So we're just under three years, but we broadcast all the way up in 46 countries now. Fantastic. We're available on every every uh, major uh, platform, including the, all the connected TV, smart TV, Samsung TV+, LG, Vizio, TCL, Hisense, latest one is Xiaomi. 
uh, so on and so forth. And the largest uh, OTT platform like Roku, Live TV, uh, as well as this Sling TV, Plex, Red, you know, continue to add on more stuff on it, distribution partner. Where I learned this business as a broadcaster from Comcast is distribution, distribution, distribution is key to success. Uh, you worry about the content later, and the, uh, once you develop the uh, distribution network, the content will flow in. And that's exactly what happened. Currently, uh, you know, the, our content partnership is over 100 from the globally, and the, we have a 10 different sim racing channel partners globally, as well as the, uh, we set up during the pandemic in 2020, when the, all the traditional sports were down for the, uh, from the college side, we actually uh, were contacted by the, uh, one of the conference called the NECC, New England Collegiate Conference. They started with 10 or 12 universities. Now there are over 120 universities underneath them. And then we structured them, and formulated, and they uh, developed the uh, eSport, Collegiate eSports platform. And then we added on a, another partner called the uh, CSMG, uh, Collegiate Sports Management Group. And they do the eSports University, eSports U. And then they manage about 24, 26 conferences, you know, well, a couple hundred universities. So right now we're up to like 28 conferences, you know, close to a thousand universities that stream to uh, ESTV. And the, uh, uh, we were very fortunate through the CSMG relationship, partnership. They introduced us the high school eSports league, which is managed by Generation eSports and they manage around 3,000 high schools. So we built a very nice uh, infrastructure from the middle school to the uh, two-year junior college to four-year universities. So that is a one area that we focus on. And the other is a, uh, you know, racing part, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that we have a 10 different sim racing channel partnership. And top of that, you know, we brought in a uh, drone champions league, which is the largest, uh, John Lee DCL. They're also a publisher. Their game is available on a, a PlayStation and Xbox. So we do both the uh, personal first-person view uh, drone racing, actual one, as well as a virtual one. And then a, uh, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of people are working on a home and a, uh, they need their exercise, so they were getting on a bike. And then uh, we were able to uh, bring in a uh, cycling uh, racing into our stream. So the uh, U.S. Cycling Association is partnered with the uh, Echelon, and then we stream the uh, cycling racing as well, too. So within this uh, racing uh, category, we do the uh, sim racing to the uh, drone racing and our cycling. And the latest addition, fourth one, is a uh, uh, motorcycle. Mm-hmm. In its sports, uh, we just did a partnership with the Steffi, and the, we're bringing on a, a motorcycle uh, racing as well, too. So uh, a lot of the traditional sports are now getting into the esports, and which is really good to uh, expand and grow the uh, esports uh, community and the uh, space. So on a daily basis, uh, we bring in a live uh, stream, new content, minimum for 12 hours a day. Everybody's pushing into us and uh, you know, they want to uh, be part of our ecosystem. Okay. And the, uh, on a busy day, we'll do about you know 24 to 36 hours easily of uh, new content. So uh, I decide to uh, launch three additional channels because there was uh, abundance of content that we're uh, aggregating and also producing. So uh, uh, right before the holiday in 2021, uh, a few months ago, 
we launched the ESTB Plus app, uh, which is available worldwide. And the uh, two weeks ago, we launched the uh, three additional channel, ESTB Racing, ESTB College, and ESTB High School to give our users and viewers uh, to be able to stay in our ecosystem and uh, you know do a channel surfing within our uh, app. Uh, from the flagship to racing to college and high school. And then also it gives the global brand or the agency a uh, very targeted demographic to uh, target their audiences or their uh, sponsors or advertisers. So high school target 16 to 18, college will target 18 to 22, and racing will be the young professional post-college graduate. So I think we built a, a pretty good uh, ecosystem. Yeah, without so, a doubt. And and now you're getting yeah. into some original programming? Yes, we are. Uh, you know, a very beginning, uh, when we were first launching the ESTB, uh, we brought in seed investor from the uh, former NFL players. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Amon Green with the Green Bay Packers, uh, all-time rusher, Hall of Fame. Shane Breen, who was with the uh, New England Patriot as a uh, running back, uh, Super Bowl winner, his younger brother, Brock Green, Chicago Bears safety. They are all gamers and a, uh, they are very smart and they want to be part of it. So uh, they became investor to the ESTV as well as a, uh, they work uh, within the ESTV and they do the business sales side and they're doing great. So through their uh, relationship, I was able to, I was introduced to NFL alumni. So I sit as a uh, esports advisor for NFL alumni. And we have a uh, other partnership, uh, Ultimate Gaming League, uh, which is current and former NFL players. And we formulated uh, eight different teams, including the artist, magician, and the uh, hip hop singer. And we compete each other. And the, uh, through these guys, Amon, Brock, and Shane, they are broadcaster as well. Shane is a broadcaster for the Fox Sports. Pac-12, Brock does the CBS Viacom and a uh, Big uh, Ten, and the uh, you know it was natural for uh, them and for the company to bring them and they uh, create a uh, a new program called the E World Weekly. So it's a weekly show. Uh, it's a thirty minute from now, and we're going to continue to expand. And we talk about the uh, you know everything that happens in the uh, esports gaming world. Which and, is good. and there's no shortage of that. Do they cover it just from the competition side or also the business of esports, the movement of ownership and the, the trading of franchises and all the other things that go on on a weekly basis in esports? Or is it focused more on just the competition? No, we, uh, we try to cover everything that's uh, happening around the globe, you know, whether it's the uh, athlete or the uh, esports uh, uh, player that gets traded we talk about it and then a publisher that's bringing out a new game we talk about it we stream and uh, you know first one to see before the public release we do that and we do so many different things within the year old weekly so So it's exciting what do you think in the three three plus years that ESTV has actually been operating successfully what's the biggest change you've seen I think the uh, we started as a media entertainment company, you know, just uh, aggregating content and uh, producing it and uh, streaming. But now we became a media entertainment technology company because we saw the uh, that are, there's a lot of changes within the ecosystem. So uh, what we did was uh, we partnered up with the, a lot of different 
companies that are focus on technology, including the AR, VR. And the, we have a partner out of Israel called Arty.tv. We bring their augmented reality uh, app or the uh, technology into our uh, EOR weekly, whatever we produce. And then also we provide that to the, our partners. And the on a virtual side, uh, VR side, we partner up with the Noitem Studio, who is a uh, mocap manufacturer, and they have a, a VR studio in Burbank. And a, uh, we utilize their studio to create the VR uh, content, and that's going to be uh, making a difference. So we create an avatar, uh, ESTV avatar, and a uh, continue to develop uh, new things. So what do you think happens with esports, ESTV, and the metaverse? Uh, you know what? Uh, that's a big <laughs> secret, but a, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, we can't get away from it. You know what the whatever the consumer demands are, and the where the uh, technology go, goes, we have to be part of it. So. Uh, we're continuing to develop in a, a different way to do this. And, the, uh, you know, that was the main reason that we partnered with a VR studio because the you know, metaverse is all virtual reality. Right. And the, we want to uh, be the forefront of that. So we will create our uh, own ESTV esports arena within the metaverse okay. and it will compete within the uh, that space. And then also I want to mention that uh, we also partner with the blockchain companies. So ESTV Plus app is a uh, blockchain uh, uh, back technology app. And what we did was we partnered with the uh, Nodal.io, N-O-D-L-E, and the, uh, there are a IoT of a Bluetooth. Basically, there's so many different assets or the uh, data that flows around, and nobody really got uh, to monetize it and uh, be able to utilize that. So they develop an app. Uh, when you download our app, it already has a nodal SDK ingested in there. And or download the nodal app, then a, your phone becomes a node. And so anything that surrounds your phone that is a Bluetooth, all the data or the assets get gathered in. And we, are, we take the privacy as top secret, top priority. And the, uh, we don't uh, take their uh, personal information. It's just that uh, we just gather the, uh, all the IoT Bluetooth right. devices. Very interesting. That surrounds it. So, it would power your performance. So it's a watch and earn. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a watch and earn. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. There's a lot going on. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. I mean, you know, everyone as soon as something comes in, like NFTs and and what have you in the metaverse, everybody's <laughs> jumping to try to figure it out in the wild wild west. But you know, a lot of what we care about and what we look at is health, wellness, and nutrition in in. Built through the lens of gaming, with all these tournaments that you see and all the content across all the verticals, where are you guys saying health, wellness, and nutrition as even a top of a conversation? Are gamers getting used to it? Do they need education? And as a platform, are you creating? Would you like to create uh, content that addresses that? Uh, I think that's absolutely the most top priority and a most important thing. In order to have the player or the uh, esports to have a longevity, you know, you got to make sure that your players, the gamers, are taken care of. And the health is the most important thing. I mean, you know, any sports, health is the top of the list. Uh, if you have a, a star and a, if he's out because of the illness or the, you know, arthritis or the pain, you can continue and then those influencers of the top gamer will continue to grow this space main reason that a, a ESTV was born was that a, in order for the uh, gaming esports to uh, uh, get to the next level is that we need to create a tv personality 
I mean, if you look at the NFL, NBA, or the right. MLB, TV created that TV personality and it uh, grew the uh, whole space. And uh, that's our main goal to make sure that the uh, you know these guys uh, you know last a long time and the also make sure they're taken care of. So the health, you know, nutrition, everything is very, very important. I mean, Amon will speak. Uh, yeah, well, I know. And I was going to, I yeah. was mentioned, you know, Amon and I have spoke uh, on other podcasts yeah. together about uh, him taking what he learned at football and training and nutrition and sleep and weightlifting and, and everything else uh, to Lakeland University. But is, is he on the unique side of that? Do you see all these? Because you intersect with lots of different activities and leaves from you know racing um, b- both on cycle and, and cars and, and the traditional esports competition on Call of Duty and everything else. Do you see what Amon's doing being replicated in other leagues, or is it still uh, too early for them to embrace it? I mean, Amon will speak uh, for himself, but uh, definitely the uh, it is a, a very important part. I mean, uh, you know, whether you are NFL, very physical, traditional uh, athlete. Gaming takes just as much as a uh, oh no question you know uh, as a uh, you know traditional sport because uh, you think you're only sitting in front of the computer and looking at it and a uh, you know you're only moving your hands but if you look at the sim racing you kind of move all your four you know two legs and a two hands in order to do the uh, simulate the exact no same Formula One in and your eyes formula. you know and your yeah. eyes are, yeah. are are jumping all over the place as well so no we see that and you know I think one of the things right. that that we see is that a lot of younger gamers have a sense of mm-hmm. invincibility right so if their hands hurt they go ah my hand hurts or if they're tired they'll reach for a Red Bull or Monster or, or some kind of energy drink as opposed right. to looking at nutritionally, well, maybe I should have had a certain kind of meal or maybe I should have had more fluids or more electrolytes or whatever that is beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I guess the question is, do you see yourself creating content or working with content producers to disseminate the value of good nutrition, the value of stretching and weights and everything else for a gamer? Absolutely. I, I mean, if I can find a right person or the right production company or studio to create this, education is the most important thing. I mean, on a, any sector or the community that you're trying to build, uh, you have to educate the people the right way and then also to embrace those people. Just like what I do with the partnership, I embrace every one of them. Everybody's invited into the STV ecosystem. So if there is a, a partner that I find or if I can create the uh, right formula or the right programming to tell the uh, you know the health segment that'll be great i mean we do have a, a law and legal partner that we uh, brought in all the uh, uh, law professors right. and lawyers and uh, who writes on our uh, estv.co uh, website but uh, definitely uh, health is another area that we're focused and then if uh, you know if we can bring those partner in to create that blog or the uh, that tab and then also the programming, you know, would love to. Uh, Guess you would think with area. with all the the, the junior high uh, content that you have, the high school content, the college, and then obviously the formal esports. I mean, those are ripe organizations and leagues to talk about health and wellness and and 
you know, from my experience, a lot of them are not yet there talking about it. They're kind of aware of it and wondering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the Amans of the world who have been there and, you know, feels the effects of, of being hammered on a, a football field. How do we get the junior high, the high school and the colleges to truly embrace um, health, wellness and nutrition? from an ingredient standpoint, from a food liquid standpoint, as opposed to uh, meal replacement, which generally is just dense calories and not, not much more. And, and as a leader in this space, figure it's, it's a good opportunity and it's certainly critically important for the longevity of the gamers. Most definitely. And I think that that's why the influencer or the top player plays a critical role. You know, how do they become uh, that, you know, top level? player and how do you keep it going and then you know utilizing those influencer or the uh, top athlete to talk about it and i think that'll be the huge difference because yeah yeah it would be uh but you know traditionally and maybe you see it changing and you you referenced it with the nfl was really built on on personality right that they were hero players right Right. And there really aren't that many in esports. It seems like the teams are transient and they flip quickly and wow. somebody's here and then the next season they're gone. How does esports hold on to players, help them create a personality and longevity as opposed to the transient they're gone next season? I mean, you know, any business, you have to t- really take care of your partner or the, your player or the team. It's all about the team playing, right? And then if the owner or the uh, top of the food chain was only thinking about the making money, it just doesn't work that way. Right. You got to make sure you take care of them, you know, care and the uh, make sure they're happy with what they're doing and they continue to uh, provide the, all the necessary uh, tools and uh, equipment and a uh, health product to make sure that the uh, that person is going to keep going. If, if you predict over the next two or three years, what's next in esports? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is uh, changing so fast. You know, uh, I'm more on a, a media entertainment side, and I, I'm trying to provide the best uh, content and programming to our viewers and users. But uh, I think the uh, metaverse could have changed the things around because uh, you know, it is a game. When you play game, it's all about the graphic, right? Right. And the uh, stories. So uh, I think the uh, it could be that you meet in the metaverse, you play, uh, you know, right now we're per- playing virtually. I mean, literally. Uh, yeah, no question. Because of the pandemic. So I think the metaverse might be the a big uh, game changer down the road. And the, uh, you know, uh, publisher continue to develop the top games. And the, uh, you know who's gonna whoever is gonna control that space is gonna come out pretty. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think one of the interesting kind of things it. that that I see from the, the the game development standpoint is the tools are so readily available for independent game developers, so that the riots, the Activisions, don't necessarily have the market cornered on what might be the next best game. Yeah, I think the uh, you know uh, Epic bringing out on the real engine made a game changer for everybody you know you, uh, you have the tool now you have the template you have the uh, i mean even our metaverse or the vr we use unreal engine behind it yeah. to create those avatars yeah 
Yeah, so it, it just opens up massive opportunity for the independents that don't have the, the yeah. same infrastructure. They can do it from any country in the world. I mean, it's... Uh, no, no. Which also raises something. So in all your distribution across all these different countries of 46-plus, is most of it English-based? Is that all English first in gaming that you don't have to uh, do local language? I mean, that's a very good question. Yes, uh, we're currently uh, streaming all, on all English right now. But uh, we like to have the uh, in-language content within our app. That's the only way to authenticate the uh, local viewers, right? In, in order to embrace the uh, local uh, viewer, even though broadcast in 46 countries and uh, eventually that's going to go to 100 countries, but uh, for the ES to be, uh, ESTV to be successful is that uh, each country, I have to give them a uh, what the uh, viewers want. So. Uh, with that said, uh, we are already aggregating uh, content, uh, in-language content from the, uh, Europe to Asia to South America, and the uh, you know we're a broadcast partner for PUBG, so we're already aggregating the uh, when they're doing the event, they have a subtitle or the uh, they have a uh, different language caster. So uh, those will be uh, going into the ESTV Plus app, sort of like a Netflix, right? Uh, right. You see Korean dramas, uh, French movies, and a, uh, English movies as well. So that's what, what's going to happen. And since it's worldwide in every single country, that's kind of a, a, a massive undertaking, right, to, to localize yep. um, and to take co- – because the content – has value just inherently in the content. It's just the communication of that content to, to, to local, which, which is- I, I think, um, yeah. I think we are kind of fortunate that we're in this space because the music and a gaming is a universal language. You play same game, whether you're same League of Legends, whether in the US or the UK or Asia or South America or Rocket League, same thing. And the, you know, people will know when they see it and they, uh, what they uh, play, what they like to play, they're gonna uh, tune into it because the language is not gonna be a barrier. Okay, so that's no question. And and I think you know certainly our experience, the younger audience and gamer are speaking English anyway. They they, they may not Correct. socially in their own life with their their family and their friends, but in a gaming world, especially if you're gaming around the world, it is a uh, predominantly English first. Uh, language. I think there's enough talent coming out of school to to work for esports organizations because you know the other thing that we've seen and in, in, in the years that we've been in the business, gamers age out at 22, 23, 24, and then they want to go work someplace, but they have no no sense of a P and L right or a marketing plan or or any of that. So how how does the industry bridge that to take the the, the those that gamed and stay in it because a lot of the, the executives as i'm sure you found understand marketing understand p l but they don't understand gaming and and we're still nascent in the industry is how do we how do we bridge that i think uh from three years ago or two three years ago from uh, today uh we had made a, a lot of uh, development uh, because the colleges are, are starting to embrace i mean if you look at every college there is a esports team yep. or the uh, some are even having courses or some are actually giving out scholarship and the uh, you know that's going to continue to grow whether you do a esports gaming on a management or the uh, player side i mean there there's a, a, so many different sector within the space that you can get into it but if you're looking at a uh, just specifically the gamer 
you know, uh, some gamer, like what's this that guy's name on a uh, from the League of Legends, the Korean star, Faker. I mean, he's still playing. Yep. He's saying, you know, there is. I mean, uh, there might be two, three-year uh, guy or there might be a 10-year guy, right? Because right. who are legend, who are good, they're going to continue with this. Just yeah, like and, any sport. And, and, and they're the reason that a lot of young people want to stay <laughs> in the industry and grow and learn and, and what and what have you, which is fantastic. So um, it's an exciting future. You're at the center of it. What do you like most about it? I like the challenge. You know, every day I wake up early in the morning just to, you know, get my boots on and start get going and uh, closing those deals and uh, uh, making sure that we continue to expand our territory where we broadcast. That gives me a, a great feeling, as well as working with the, uh, so many different people, you know, so many different partners, I mean, including you, Gary. I mean, you know, and I know that, you know, I, I don't stop. I just continue to uh, grind it. I do know. And, I, uh, that's a challenge. I do know that. And you've, you you've have ground fairly well in <laughs> uh, the wild, wild west of, of esports and, and media and entertainment and distribution. And there's a lot of stories for, for a different episode of who makes it, who doesn't, and why they do and they don't. Mm-hmm. It's always good to see you. I will be following you. I will talk soon. Um, now I know that you're going to uh, go cut a few more deals today and put more content on the channels. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It's a great to be here. And I, I know, Gary, you are a uh, go-getter, and, a, uh, and a, you're going to continue to do well. So yeah. hopefully uh, we'll put some of your content on the ESTV. Yeah, we'll go we'll make some help that one. Okay, sounds good. Have a good one, dude. Good to see you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the MAP Esports Podcast Network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast player.